How I Became a Ghost, Chapter 2, Treaty Talk. The sun rose high in the sky, and I knew Mother would have lunch ready soon. I was wrong. Everything about this day was wrong. My father and mother kept talking, and I even thought I heard my mother crying. I waited on the front porch till Luke came home for lunch. He was 12 years old and never helped around the house. I had to do everything. Hokey, sometimes he helped, but never enough. What's going on? Luke asked. Mom and Dad are talking. Dad said there's treaty talk. Oh, no, said Luke. That means lunch will be late today. I'm not waiting around. He left to play stickball with his friends. See what I mean? I circled the house and sat beneath the window of my parents' room so I could hear what they were saying. My mother was crying, and she never cried. We have to be ready to go, my father said. Where will we go? My mother asked. A long way from here. The treaty has already been signed. We have till spring, but we should get ready to move. We had no lunch that day. I fell asleep on the porch and Jumper rolled into a ball against my belly. When my mother finally stepped outside, the sun was peeking over the pine trees, ready for the moon to take over. Come with me, she said, taking my hand. Jumper trotted beside us. Where are we going? I asked. My mother said nothing. We walked through our garden of tomatoes and winding bean vines. We crossed the cornfield where all the stalks were brown and dying. The evening air was already crispy cold and winter was coming. As we entered the woods, we met Luke walking from the river. He seemed upset. Luke, take Jumper home, my mother said. Tell your father we will be home soon. Luke nodded without saying a word. He already knows what this is about, I thought. We stepped from the woods and came upon a gathering of twenty old Choctaw men scattered up and down the river bank. I knew these men. They were the oldest men in town, and they were our friends. We had supper at their homes, and we knew their families. One of the old men was Mr. Jonah. He lived with his wife not far from us. As we watched, Mr. Jonah took off his shirt and rubbed his back against a tree trunk. The tree was old, older than he was, and the bark was sharp and crooked. Mr. Jonah moved up and down, rubbing his back against the tree bark. His skin was dry and wrinkled. The bark cut into his skin, and he started bleeding. Blood dripped from his back and covered the ground at his feet. His face was still as a stone, as if he didn't feel the pain, but I knew it had to hurt. Mother, I asked, what, did he, what is he doing? Shh, my mother whispered. Don't talk, just watch. Soon all of the old men started rubbing their backs against the trees. When their backs were ripped open and bleeding, they sat in a puddle of their own blood. One man patted dirt on a friend's back to stop the bleeding, but the bleeding never stopped. Hokey, I should tell you this. Do not be afraid. This is how things are. When you will soon be a ghost, sometimes you see people before they are ghosts. You see how they will die. I didn't know it yet, but whenever I felt a warm shiver, I was about to see something no one else could see. I felt the warm shiver. I closed my eyes. When I opened them, Mr. Jonah was sitting by the tree. Suddenly, his hair burst into flames. He screamed and waved his arms. 
He fell rolling to the ground. His arms were skinny logs and flames shot from his fingers. No one moved to put the fire out. I tried to run to him, but my mother held me tight. I jerked my arm free, took two steps, and stopped. Mr. Jonah sat with his back against the tree. His back was bleeding, like before, but his white hair fell over his shoulders. No burns on his arms. No burns anywhere. The flames were gone. I looked at my mother. I was the only one to see the flames. They were flames for another day, a day that would soon come. If I was already a ghost, I might expect to see something like this. But I was not a ghost. Not yet. Mother, please tell me what is happening, I said. These men are saying goodbye to their home. They live in town. Their homes are in town. My mother gripped my hand tight. Come on, she said. There is more to see.